Good morning. Thanks for joining me today on this third Sunday of Advent. We will begin our worship with a confession and forgiveness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit, that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. As a, a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins, in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Stir up the wills of your faithful people, Lord God, and open our ears to the preaching of John, that rejoicing in your salvation, we may bring forth the fruits of repentance through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. John said to the crowds that came out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers! Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruits worthy of repentance. Do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And the crowds asked him, What then should we do? In reply he said to them, Whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none, and whoever has food must do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized, and they asked him, Teacher, what should we do? He said to them, Collect no more than the amount prescribed for you. Soldiers also asked him, And we, what should we do? He said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusations, and be satisfied with your wages. As the people were filled with expectation, and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary but the chaff will burn with unquenchable fire. So with many other exhortations, he proclaimed the good news to the people. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, if you heard my sermon last week, you might remember me encouraging you to find some quiet time to listen for John to be calling you the voice in the wilderness asking us to repent and make our path straight, the voice promising us that Jesus is coming. Well, after today's reading from Luke, maybe you don't want to hear John. In this reading, John is calling us all a brood of vipers. Now imagine me sitting with you, and John is up here talking to us. We are eagerly waiting for his wise words. It may be that we are like the people standing by the river waiting to be baptized. We are excited to be with John. 
we may be wondering if he is the Messiah. After all, we've been waiting a long time for the Messiah to come and save us from the troubles of this world. We are quiet. We may even be holding our breath, waiting for him to begin. He takes a deep breath and his eyes scan over us. Then it happens. He raises his hands, points his finger at us and says, you brood of vipers. Well, we sit there stunned at his words. It wasn't what we expected. We are wondering what we did wrong to be chastised like that. John goes on to tell us that we can't flee from God. We are all called to accept that we have sinned and not make excuses. We must repent and turn back to God and use the fruits of the Spirit we have been given. If we don't do what God is calling us to do, there will be consequences. We cannot fool God. Well, the service concludes, and John walks to the back of the church to greet us as we get up to leave. Are we like the crowds? Do we ask him what we need to do? Or are we afraid of his answer? So we walk by him with our heads down. John told those who asked him that they needed to be generous and share their wealth with others, to treat people fairly and never take what is not yours or accuse others falsely. Those ways to live in God's favor seem easy enough. We may be thinking we already do those things, so we must be okay. But remember John said that we should not think that we are somehow better than others or that we have already done all we need to do to be saved. John referred to bearing good fruit. What are those fruits John was referring to? Well, if we look in Galatians, we will see that there are nine fruits of the Spirit. They are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now the first three, love, joy, and peace, are the names of three of the Advent candles. Of all the others, patience may be the most difficult. It's easy to lose patience with people. The more we care about others, the easier it is to bear these fruits. But what about to strangers, people we don't know, people whose lifestyles don't correspond to how we live? Can we show them kindness, gentleness, and generosity? I think John is right when he says, when we think we are doing all we can to do to care for others, maybe we should think again. The first stop to showing true repentance, turning around toward God, is to be willing to tell the truth about ourselves. Can we truly admit all we do that does not align us with God 
and God's commands? So how do we find a way to truly repent and admit our shortcomings? How can we face our sins and admit all we have done? A suggestion I read was if we need help in knowing what it means to produce fruit in keeping with repentance, we should review the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. Here are these steps. 1. We admit we are powerless, that our lives have become unmanageable. 2. Come to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. 3. Make a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God. 4. Make a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. 5. Admit to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. 6. We are entirely ready to give, to have God remove all of these defects of character. 7. Humbly ask God to remove our shortcomings. 8. Make a list of all persons who have harmed and who you have harmed and become willing to make amends to them all. 9. Make direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continue to take personal inventory, and when we are wrong, promptly admit it. 11. Seek through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God, praying only for knowledge of God's will for us and the power to carry that out. And number 12, have a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps and to practice these principles in all our affairs. These are practical and helpful ways to find true repentance. These 12 steps are not just for those who suffer from addiction. These could be life-changing steps for all of us. Maybe John was right. Sometimes the hardest person to admit our faults to is ourselves. We will never be able to make our paths straight if we continue to make excuses for our behavior or totally ignore what we do that is harming others. It is not easy to make our path straight. It takes us to make an effort to cultivate the fruits of the Spirit, to plant them in us, and to nurture them each day of our lives. And when our paths get bumpy, it wouldn't hurt to review these 12 steps. Maybe we are all a brood of vipers, but we can change. 
Amen. Using the words of the Nicene Creed, let us confess our holy faith. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified.
who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. In this season of watching and waiting, let us pray for all people and places that yearn for God's presence. Holy God, renew your church and raise up leaders who announce your good news. Help us to accept what is proclaimed and work together to spread the good news to others. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Creating God, you brought forth the earth and all that is in it. Inspire us to live in harmony with one another and the planet. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Shepherding God, raise up prophets in our own day who warn against greed and point to generosity. And be with all those in military service and their families. May their ways be safe and their homecomings joyful. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Nurturing God, you are with us in times of worry and need. Attend to all who are suffering in any way, especially those listed in our bulletin, those we carry in our hearts, and those we name aloud. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Rejoicing God, enliven Calamus Lutheran Parish. Bless our ministries as we work together to reach out to those who need to hear your word. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We give you thanks for your servants who showed us your goodness and grace. Keep us steadfast in faith until we make our home with you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of new life, you come among us in the places we least expect. Receive these prayers and those of our hearts. In the name of Jesus, amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.
Go in peace. Christ is with you. Thanks be to God.